We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Holy cow. Hello, friends. This is Kirk Henderson on a mid-to-Wednesday edition of Radio Free Mavericks. Donnie Nelson was released. Uh, or they have agreed to part ways with the Dallas Mavericks uh, per Shams of the Athletic. Um, ESPN's Tim McMahon has confirmed, and this is just an absolutely wild story. Uh, There's really no other way around it. Um, So let's just start talking about it. Uh, So coming up first is Willis. Willis, what you got? Hey, Kirk. uh, I – so one thing that first hit my mind is that we always said the Mavs had this big stability going, which that this does hit the stability and th- that does worry me a little bit. But I think what's bigger is that I was <clears throat> glad that Cato got this out there so that we kind of address the problem. Uh, and I think some new GM is not going to let Bob control all this shit back there, or there's going to at least have to be an established line of some sort. So, but man, the stability worries me and who know? I hope Cuban doesn't like shoot for somebody that thinks we're, a really big market and tries to get stars and shit again. I don't, I mean, what happens next is simply, is simply impossible to predict because when you look at it, sort of the long term of what the Mavericks have gone for since 2011, they've preached their stability and they preached their own brilliance. Um, to a certain degree, Tim really blew the door off of that because, you know, I've heard lots of criticism. Like there is an idiotic, I mean, I, Let's just say I, I don't agree with with a, a, a certain major known ringer uh, personality who let it be known that ah, you know, it's not her all Bob. Like, 
lots and lots of people apparently don't particularly care for the guy. That has to matter at some point. But and can we? We can't pretend like Cuban has had a really good track record of kind of assembling an organization under him. We kind of were proved that, and now we have sent, and she's fixed that. But like, well, what we've been told, like this is the problem with local based PR, aka local media, being told what you know, printing whatever they're told all the time because they don't know enough about basketball because everybody's focused on the Cowboys, where you essentially have this this you know you're told all the time, look at how good we are at our jobs while not being particularly good at their jobs. Jobs. I mean, in, in preparation for this, I was I wrote a quick news story. Um, Donnie Nelson, if you look at that man's track record historically, is a genius. Some of the things he has pulled off were absolutely incredible from 1998 to 2011. After that, he was muzzled. Uh, whether that's his fault or not, whether he got bored with it, I have no idea. But things changed when the new CBA came into place, and the Mavericks insisted on telling us time and again that they were had a plan, they were smart, whatever. It was Donnie who came through and cleaned up the mess following the uh, uh, the Dwight Howard uh, non-signing that debacle. He was the one who came up with Jose Calderon, Monta Ellis, and that team that was you know assembling true chicken uh, uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit. And so, you know, that he's gone now probably says more to his uh, passions, what he wants. Uh, you know, he might just be tired of it. I mean, he's an older guy. He's been doing basketball stuff forever. I really, really recommend going to get uh, going to look through his Wikipedia. It's pretty bizarre. But the, the Mavericks have pitched us that they know what they're doing for 10 years. And the simple fact of the matter is they haven't. Um, I am fairly certain, though, not 100 percent certain that it was her all Volgaris that pushed Cuban to to drafting Luka Doncic uh, via his kind of consultancy role, which uh, Bill Simmons confirmed today in, in, in 2018. But the fact that it took Rolabob to do that is kind of the entire problem. I predicted drunkenly in October of 2017 that the Mavericks should take Luka. It's not hard. He was the best player that everyone that, else that's, could. But that's all that what Bill was saying. I was like, I, I could tell you that. I've, I've yes. seen the YouTube video. It's not, Giannis was hard. Luka was not hard. Uh, yes. To your point on the local media, my dad was actually big in the Star Telegram forever, and they're just a shell of what they used to be. You know, we can't really trust. And it, you know, you've got to have avant-garde people like you leading a green locker room to you know <laughs> figure this stuff out. Uh, and Tim Cato doing great work. Um, but yeah, I, I know everybody here is going to want to talk about this, so I will let somebody else uh, get some time. But I do think you know. This gives us a clean slate approach, and maybe we could plug in analytics in the right way. I'm a machine mm-hmm. learning analytics guy, and man, basketball analytics are hard. So, like, I could see how some of these mistakes were made, but we just got to get things straightened up, get some good free agents in. Yep, yep. Well, so so Daniel Hart in the chat notes from ESPN's Tim McMahon that this decision was made Sunday, and I'm pretty sure it was made Sunday because Tim Cato made them aware of the story. Um and, and that's that's just kind of where we are at the moment. But thank you for joining, Willis. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, have a good one, Kirk. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. Uh, not to tease. We, we have to tease uh, um, uh, Mavs, Locked on Mavs host, Nick, uh, who boldly tweeted, we told you it was not Donnie Nelson. Um, I regret to inform you that it was Donnie Nelson. Sorry, Nick. Love you. Uh <laughs> Well, now all my speaker requests are gone because, of course, they are. Um, let me see here if I can get any more back. This is driving me nuts. Can anybody else request real quick? And I want to see if it pops in. All right. There's that request. Now, see, it's not showing. All right. So I'm going to bring um, the. All right. I'm going to allow. 
GD, what's happening, my guy? Hey, Kurt. Can you hear me? How you doing? Hey, I can. Awesome. Sorry, I'm in the car. Let me turn down my air conditioning. That is okay. Man, I don't want to dance on anyone's grave, but I am in a really good mood after this after this this story broke. I mean, I know that it kind of shows a level of instability and all that, but man, I just sometimes you really just need a change of scenery, and um, I think the Mavs could really benefit from this. And honestly, I've been really worried about. I mean, I don't think Lucas go anywhere for the next five to six years, but there's nothing stopping him from leaving after he rides out you know, that, that contract. Um, that's a concerning thought. So I hope that this is a step in the right direction. And Me man, too. all I can do is just smile right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you're happy. I don't know what to feel because this is just kind of shocking to me at this point, because I've always been of the opinion that they would ride it out. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm used to working. Um, um, just, I'm going to throw the, the veil off. I mean, I used to work for the Republican Party years ago. I'm used to uh, institutional inertia and people not doing things until it was too late. So the fact that this has happened on the front end is very, very baffling to me. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, we've yeah. all been sitting here saying we want to change, we want to change, and then there's not a change. Um, so so it's like, what what are we... And and that there actually was one is just it's 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 wild. I I don't know what to do with this. Um, according to Mark Stein, the Mavericks have hired a search firm and have operated the search for a new head of basketball operations. Um, so so you know we have we have Mavs Moneyball contributor Xavier in the chat, basically uh, giving all his flowers to Haralabob um, because uh, Xavier loves loves Haralabob. Everybody, be sure to tease him on that. Kidding, Xavier. Um, this is this is just the you know. What happens next is is just incredible because I I, I don't I, I this this could you this is like the last thing I would have predicted I figured they would have ridden it out for another year and then we'd all be panicking you know I mean you're right but at the same time I'm I'm just glad that they they made the move and you know I could have seen them writing it out longer but honestly it's been kind of it's been time for a little while for for us to move on i think well i mean i'm no no expert i i I do my my 2k mavs rebuilds but that doesn't make me an nba gm um but i i feel like it's been time for a change of scenery for a little while for at least from my perspective sure sure oh and also uh let me just real quick say uh the I, I left the room and rejoined, and that's why my speaker request works. So if anyone else wants to talk. Well, no, I literally that. added you from the top of the app. They're not showing it all, which is driving me crazy because I don't want to close and open a room that has 200 people. So we're just going to wing it this time, and I'm going to bring people up um, as I can. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure out how it goes. Uh, thank you for joining, GD. Yeah, all of right. course. I'm excited to hear what everyone else has to say. Okay, I really need these speaker requests to work. This is driving me nuts. Um, all right, uh, you have a good day. Okay, coming up next. All right, so somebody else send me a speaker request. Yeah, so what we're, we're kind of looking at now is, is just seeing what happens next, whether this is a... Um, whether this is a real search or whether this is a search for PR purposes, I suspect it's going to be a real, a real, um, a real thing because it's, it's one of these deals where, uh, you know, the Mavericks have to figure out something. Um, and, and, you know, 
they, they can't be seen with some of the reporting that's out there as just elevating Rollabob. Like that's, that's not going to fly. Um, so, all right. So here's what we're going to do to get around my speaker request thing not working. I'm going to bring a few of you on stage at a time. So keep yourself muted. And, and then, you know, when, when I give you a call, uh, we'll, we'll let you say your piece. Sammy, how's it going? Doing good. Doing good. I'm kind of happy about this move. Actually, I'm, I'm very happy about this move. I don't want Bob to be GM. I want Luca to have a say who's going to be in GM because Luca's going to be our future player. And we don't want to make him mad. I, I mean, that's and, that's got to be a large part of it, right? Yeah. And I say the front office is going to get some change too. Not now, probably later. Right. They've all been under Donnie for a long time, for 23 years. Something's going to have to change. Yeah, 23 years is a remarkably long time. I was a freshman in high school when he joined as an assistant general manager. I am 37. Um, so it's just like, like it's the span of most of the things I remember in my life. So it's pretty preposterous. And then, what was I going to say? And then Bob has, like, Bob's on his last year of his contract from the Mavericks. So I don't know if you're going to renew him or not. Right. So that's going to be interesting to see. I think we shouldn't. I don't know why we even, like, hired him in the first place. I do. And I, I, I'm glad you brought that up, and I'd like to talk about it. Um, Herolabob is a very, very smart man. But sometimes being very smart is just not enough to be good at the job, particularly one that requires politics. I feel pretty confident that he's actually a very good team builder. Uh, and, and, you know, given enough bites at the apple, like Sam Hinkie, uh, would be able to do something interesting. The problem is when Dallas decided to go for Chris Stapp's Porzingis, that limited their options of improving things to the point to where I don't think we've really properly assessed it. Like, we want to be mad at Porzingis, but we don't really talk about how him not being the player that they had hoped to get limits this roster. And so everything else around the edges, the fringe moves, the DeLon rights, the non-signing of Danny Green, like those sorts of moves all add up over time. And the Mavericks have not moved the needle, but Luke has continued to get better, which has kind of covered up the faults. And those of us who are longtime Mavs fans are very familiar with this. I don't think that that um, his Haralbov's approach was necessarily wrong, but I, I, I will say that that if enough people are out there saying you suck, that is rough for you. Um, I, I I've had to learn this through jobs of my own. Like you just have to play politics in jobs. You need to be friendly with people. You know, even people you don't like, you have to talk and think about how you present information and how you sell yourself. It's really the way forward. I know that, that we all wish we lived in a merit-based world where what we produced and what we talked about was the most important thing. And it's just not the case. And professional sports is a huge part of that where you see a lot of legacy guys continually get jobs. And a lot of it is on the strength of their personality over their results and and i think raw bob and a lot of these kind of quant based guys are going to to continue to make their way in the league but it's going to be kind of a bumpy road so well thank you sammy do you got anything else um i just say for the highs i say we either get Masai. oh i saw this like crazy tweet. i saw this is kind of a good idea make michael finley gm and like promote recalling i don't know what to what position and then get a new head coach also as well. If that I, I, 
whatever they do, I hope they go nuts. Finley would be a yeah. fun one for me, mainly because I just like Michael Finley, and I, I think he he's a grinder from what I've learned about his kind of behind-the-scenes office work. He has a guy who has put in the time to learn the parts of the game. Not, and when I say the game, I mean like like GMing that he wasn't familiar with. And so you pair that with his bona fides as a player. I think it's a really interesting thing. Well, thank you very much. Um, and wait, hold on. One more, th- one more thing I would like to say. Sure. It was, a, it was a question. Oh, shoot. I Do you think Donnie Nelson is going to be hired by another team? Great question. Great question. It depends on what he wants to do. Um, the, kind of why I've encouraged you to go look at his uh, Wikipedia page is like this guy's reached some of the basketball pinnacles. I'm not sure what else he has left to achieve. He has a lot of business interests around Dallas and it's one of these things that that I'm curious as to if he would just like to enjoy himself a little bit. I mean, he's he's not a young man anymore. And basketball operations and being president of, or I'm sorry, GM of a team is a lot of constant work. So it wouldn't shock me because I think the money will matter. Um, but I, I don't. It's it's a really good good question. Thank you, Sammy. And also, is he a Hall of Famer? That's what. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, on the strength of his work with the other dream team alone, the uh, uh, Yugoslavian team in 1992, that's kind of the big one. Um, okay, let's talk soon, and we will uh, – oh, God. Rolovas has, has changed his, his Twitter profile to, say, head collector. Um, what a super dork. Okay, we'll talk soon, Sammy. You have a good day. Yeah, I can't leave the thingy. <laughs> I'll I'll do it. It's fine. Right. Okay, uh, Alan, thanks for waiting patiently. How are you? Hey, no problem. Uh, good. Uh, appreciate you doing these, Kirk. As always. Uh, just kind of curious. Uh, definitely getting some flashbacks. I'm a Grizzly fan, but live in Dallas. Uh, getting some flashbacks to just how Hollinger was perceived when he was brought in in the Memphis front office. Um, and just as you look at him versus Haralabob. In my opinion, Hollinger's one of the nicest guys that you could you could find, and he still got perceived kind of the same way that Haralabob does. So, just kind of curious on if you view or know of any analytical guys that are viewed in a positive light in the front office. That's a fun question. That's a real. I've never heard that one before, though. I probably should. I mean, there have to be because analytic stats are now huge parts of basketball teams. There's there's simply no other way around it. Um, and let me see here. It, it's it's just it's one of these things that that uh, as they continue to make their way forward, it makes old traditional basketball heads, just like in baseball, uncomfortable. I do think basketball has been much more accepting. Um, but it's it's the two sides continuing to come together. There are a lot of well thought of basketball uh, analytics people that that is absolutely the case. So so yes, I but it, it's just you know this guy. The part of why it's such an interesting story with him is he he had Cuban's ear in one way or another, um, and he was given a job in a way that seems to be about outside of their float, like kind of their organizational structure. And whether he was good or bad wasn't really the point because that rankled things. Um, and, and, you know, over time, pair that with, I think, his kind of prickly way of delivering information, if not necessarily his personality from what the reporting says. Uh, right. It's just one of those things where it adds up over time. I mean, I I can definitely relate to not being liked in an office. So, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And just uh, just one other quick thing, uh, just just not not being or not following Cuban for, you know, 
multiple decades. Uh, I'm just wondering if you see the Messiah thing as even a possibility when I view Messiah, I kind of view him as someone who you think of the Raptors, you think of him, you think of basketball operations in Toronto, you think of him. Would you think Cuban would even allow to bring in or allow the option to bring in someone that would be viewed in a more positive light in a, you know, in a bigger spotlight than him? I don't think you're, I, I think the question is, would somebody with a well-established track record want to work for Mark Cuban? I think oh. that's actually the question. Um, yeah. You know, I, I wrote the, the, the piece on Cuban yesterday and just kind of the clown car that comes with him on certain aspects of things. And I don't necessarily find, um, Hey Brad, can you mute yourself? Sorry. Um, I don't necessarily think it's going to be so straightforward. It, it's, it, you know, their search for a GM is, is going to be very, um, it's just going to be crazy, uh, because they're going to have to find somebody that's willing to work or they're going to have to have a very honest conversation with, with, with Mark Cuban about whether or not he is willing to, to not be the guy that's involved so much. I mean, he, He's a billionaire and an expert in many things, but despite owning a team for basketball or for 20 years, I still don't consider him, nor should he be, an, an expert in basketball operations. That's what you pay people for. So, so I'm going to be very. This is this is going to be fascinating. Like we were looking forward to a very um, boring, uh, just sort of, not boring, but just sort of like rote off season to a degree. I didn't expect any of this, and now we're going to have a lot to talk about all summer long. Well, what else do you got for us, Alan? Anything? No, just uh, just wanted to say I remember uh, when when the Mavs did go out of the playoffs. Uh, your your locker room after the game was you know basically we don't want this to happen, but basically this could be a big positive. And I kind of pushed back on that as losing's never a positive, but uh, I think uh, I think it started to happen. Yep, yep. Well, thank you, Alan, for joining us. I appreciate it. Okay, so just to let everybody know, my speaker requests are not working. I'm going to try to bring people up in groups as we talk about this, and then I'm going to have to get back to work at some point. But I also didn't want to leave everybody hanging. Uh, so coming up next is Brad. How are you, Brad? Hit that unmute button. Hey, you got me? Yeah, I got you. Sound good. Okay. Uh, yeah, you guys just kind of uh, were touching on something that was kind of my big thought for this, is it's going to be really interesting to see – uh, how this search goes, especially considering, you know, the information we assume, you know, is truthful from that article from Cato uh, to see, yeah, if they can get a big name person or if it's going to be, you know, someone, you know, like Finley or someone, you know, from within the structure already uh, to take this spot because it's, I mean, I wouldn't imagine getting a, a big name or a noun person to walk into that because it kind of looks like a mess. Oh yeah, I totally muted myself. Cool. Um, I, I, it, there's just so many moving pieces to this. Like doing an instant reaction, one of these things is usually stupid because I'm just mumbling along. But I also just wanted to talk to 200 of my closest friends about this. Um, I, I just, I, I don't have a ton to say on the moment because I'm still just in, in holy cow land. I'm, I'm glad that something has happened though because it, it. I talked a little bit about institutional inertia earlier and, you know, anybody that's worked for a big business has gone through like the, the red tape of trying to get something new approved. Or if you've worked with an older colleague that doesn't understand how, um, how things work, you kind of have to explain the world to them. And this just feels like, like the opposite of that because it's, it's, 
they made a thing happen quickly. They didn't wait until um, things had gotten so bad that there wasn't anything um, for them, you know, for, for, for them to, to do. And it's just shocking to me because I de- like I, I thought I saw a picture of Donnie in Slovenia with the with the team training and and yeah, I mean I, I really think that you know that Cato's article as much as they want to you know say you know they decided that on Sunday or whatever I I mean I don't think it's coincidental whatsoever that you know once his article you know comes out and he's on you know like eighteen different media outlets talking about it that you know that was part of what pushed things to happen now um but yeah it's going to be interesting to see because you know realistically i mean it's not a great situation you know roster wise but like if you're ooh, looking ooh, for ooh, a sorry gotta interrupt you koc just reported on his locker room which is going on in another channel that Haralabob is also out which holy ooh. crap wow yeah, well, that was going to be one of the things I was wondering the most about is, like, if, if he's there, like, how much does the, uh, whoever's going to come in and take that spot say no thanks? Um, because, I mean, you got to think having Luca here uh, is, like, what a great, like, player to tie yourself to if you're going to try and succeed. Um, but then, you know, dealing with the rest of it is where, you know, I think you'd get holdups. But, you know, maybe if, if he's out of the picture, too. Golly, how crazy. Well, I mean, if all boss actually did change his bio to, to, you know, like head collector or whatever, and then he gets fired, what an incredible self own. <laughs> um, I need, I need to, I need for him to not work for the team for me to release something I've been sitting on for two years. Um, so everybody can cross your fingers and, and then we'll talk about that. Um, Thank you, Brad. You got anything else for us? No, 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 no. Thank you. Well, hey, as always, appreciate you coming up. All right, Jason, yeah. what do you got for us, my guy? Jason, unmute yourself. All right. Jason doesn't want to unmute himself. Matt, you go. How you doing, Matt? I'm great. So uh, I mentioned it in the chat, but I'm pretty sure we talk about Cuban going full Jerry. I think he's going full Jerry. He's going to name himself the GM. That's the biggest you... name. Why would you put that into the universe? How dare you? How dare you put that? <laughs> well, so so expound on that. Let's talk about that. I mean, so we talk about it is he's essentially, we think, been something akin to the GM for a while. I still think he'll take input from other people, but it's kind of like Jerry, where there may be somebody else who, who really does the legwork of, like, scouting and doing all that. Obviously, Cuban's not going to start going to watch, like, you know, uh, NAIA games or anything like that, or NCAA games or anything, but he'll, he'll, I think he will give himself the title of GM and just go from there and be like, Yeah, it's me. I'm awesome. We can't all be muted at the same time. I don't think, at least I hope not, but what do you got? For- I'm happy. It, it's cognitive dissonance. I'm happy that we we're gonna have an all new regime. Honestly, I'm kind of relieved that H, that Harala Bob is gone as well. It'll be a fresh start. But I'm nervous because this is such an important off season that if we make the wrong hire this off season, then it could be disastrous for us. So we sure. 
we really need to nail this because if we bring in the wrong guy, then this could be this, you know, the, I don't want to say it out loud, but this, this could be the impetus to Luca leaving is if we make the wrong decision here in the next few weeks. So we honestly, I, we just got to hit this out the park. I, I agree. Like, Go ahead, Matt. Yeah. So I actually, uh, all joking about Cuban being the GM and I'm kind of halfway joking and kind of halfway serious. I'm not sure yet, but all, all of that, if you want to see this as a positive, the biggest positive is this means that we are not okay with mediocrity. Um, I know you're in the slack, obviously with savior, we've talked about, he's, he's not happy with the team that's going to lose in the second round every year. Well, this means that we're not happy with that either. Like we're not happy with a team that's going to lose in the first round, like heads rolled because we aren't good enough. And I mean, if you want something positive, that is as positive as we. And honestly, I'm, I'm disappointed with Mark with his response to to Tim's article by saying it was BS because clearly it wasn't, right? If the decision was made Sunday, well, clearly the article wasn't BS. So, you know, and that leads me to the article that Kirk, if you guys haven't read it, please go on Mads Money Ball and read Kirk's piece. But that's just another, another, another um, line in the long list for Cuban putting his foot in right you could just choose not to say anything but by trying to credit tim and then ultimately doing what the article states is probably going to be done you just make yourself look foolish and just mark Kirk said he just needs to stop doing this just don't respond the best thing would have did would just don't acknowledge it make the changes and then come out with a public statement after that but by saying oh it's bs and going on his victory that the article was nonsense and then firing everybody anyway i mean come on you know, we're not idiots, you know, so I just even look bad. Well, I mean, Mark Cuban looking bad is just a, a, he just can't help it. And part of me really like love, and this is what drew me to him when I was like 15. It's like, he's a dude like us. He gets mad. He loves his sports team. He's just a billionaire. <laughs> and, but it, it's like that sort of thing. What I've, I've really not liked it. And, you know, Jeff Skin Wade went on his radio program yesterday and essentially tried to call the article garbage. And I don't like that. Don't like, it, it, I don't like fake news and calling stuff that just fundamentally bothers me. And I expect more out of our, uh, out of our, 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 our guys. And, you know, it's one thing to put forward a United PR front, but in many circumstances, when bad news comes out and we have Joel up here with us, who I would love your comment on this, Joel, like when, when bad things happen, more often than not, a PR specialist will tell you to shut the hell up and let them manage it. Joel, what do you? Well, all I know is that this PR specialist is probably going to say that he was actually saying like bullshit as in like i'm sick of this bullshit because now he realized that he had to deal with all of this that's probably something his pr specialist is going to tell him to put out there um, i'm not shocked um none of this shocks me i mean i've made a, a tweet uh like last week that was basically said i actually did think at the time that the most likely scenario was nelson out first rick out next and then kp out after that um, for a whole bunch of reasons, but and that was before the Haralabob issue. Um, but yeah, Donnie Donnie needed to go. It was clear that the situation that we now know about Haralabob was basically caused by you know people within the brain trust. I guess to some extent, not trusting that Donnie could fully do the job, and it seems like that was probably Mark. And it seems like, as we know already, that Mark is just not a good manager of people. Um, so it's just. Well, 
Oh, I was going to say, and honestly, I just thought about the Rick Carlisle angle. I wonder if Cuban is going to tell candidates like, hey, a condition of you coming on as head of basketball operations is that you have to keep Carlisle in place. Because if he doesn't, if he does, I think that could limit the pool of candidates that we have access to. But if he says, no, I'm giving you free reign, come and do as you will. I wonder how long Rick's around for, because I doubt a new GM is going to want to tie um, himself to a coach that he's probably not familiar with. And he's probably going to want to bring in his own guy. So this could be only the beginning of changes. So it's it's a lot, man. Actually, I didn't think about it till Joel said it. But with Donnie being gone, that makes it a lot easier for us to deal with KP. Because a lot of we we had tied up a lot of assets with the draft picks and whatnot in the KP trade, and now with him being gone, the new GM can just be like, "Look, I was stuck with this guy. I got what I could for him. I got out of it. That's my deal." Whereas if it's Donnie, because he orchestrated the trade to get him, you can't really just be like, "Hey, I got out of this deal that I made a big deal to get into." Just so her her boss has said, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, um, KOC is saying on his locker room, which I think like 200 people just bolted ours to go to his, which is true because he, he actually has sources. I don't blame y'all. Um, has said that, that, that Vulgaris is out repeatedly. Um, not just once, twice, like it wasn't a slip of the tongue. It was, it was him going, him going out. Um, so we're not publishing it on MavsMoneyBall.com, but I will say that I feel pretty confident about this being just a complete wipe through. I do, um, what you said about Carl, I actually expect to stay because, the, the part that was under discussed about Tim Cato's story, and I listened to Sam Amick talk about this um, uh, on a because he co wrote it with Tim, um, is that Carl is a, a lot of uh, one league source, like league source, so not Dallas source, referred to Carl as adaptable as a motherfucker, um, which, pardon that language, my son is in the room. He didn't notice, thank goodness. Um, and, and it, it, you know, the fact that he managed to kind of stick out through some of this stuff is very interesting. I think that, that Carl is such a good tactical coach that it's hard to get hard to move on from him. But the the fact that he's an older guy and is really just kind of prickly, like that's something they have to analyze too. Because Luca was like kind of done with him by the end of the season. Everybody remembers that um everybody remembers that that they should uh where was I going with that? Uh, it, this is this is just just pretty pretty wild to me. I I'm, I I can't even think it's Wednesday. What are we? It's like Wednesday in June, and we're if they are going to go away from Carlisle, um, and I certainly don't think that is a given. Nor am I saying they should. It would make a lot of sense for them to go with Becky Hammond, given the image problems that this team has with women and all of the issues they've had with them, and the fact that Becky Hammond is going to be a damn good coach. Like, not just saying she'll be a good coach. Like, she is a woman, full stop, and she is going to be a fantastic coach. And it would make a lot of sense for her to be here. I, I so for this is really inside baseball stuff, but I've been I've I've been chatting with people and the the coach who is probably the most qualified to be an a NBA head coach that is a woman in the league actually sits on the Dallas bench right now. I've heard that from multiple people. Like Hammond's a bigger name, but she's actually more. Um, That's what I was actually going to mention. Um, they have an they have an internal candidate already. It would make mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, this is great. This is wild. I mean, greats, you know, we, it's not like anybody gives a shit what we say. Um, <laughs> this is still fun. I brought on uh, uh, Kenny. Everybody knows Kenny. Kenny, what's up? What up? How y'all doing? We're uh, having a weird time online. <laughs> I just finished up a locker room for my pod, and I did it like two minutes after the news broke. So I'm I'm just now joining in. I'll be tuning in when you post this. So I, I listen to every single one. But – I'm just here to say, 
I feel amazing. <laughs> I feel amazing. <laughs> and like you said on the last locker room, you're like, nothing changes until we get upset. And we've been complaining the last like week or so, and then shit changed. I love it. Uh, I so love I'm, it. I'm, I'm currently thinking of the, what's the, the Prince line in Purple Rain, Purify Yourself in the Waters of Lake Minnetonka. Like, this just feels... It's so different. I'm just so used to being resigned to being wrong. And there must have, like, I do think there was a customer, like, what the heck kind of thing. You know, it, Cubans made fun of Mavs Twitter for years. Like, the green uniform thing was my favorite about how he always said it didn't matter. And then they brought out the green uniforms. Um, there's just something going, you know, there, there's something going on here. And we just kind of have to ride it and see see what else. Um, I also brought on Christian because I'm having trouble with the requests. They're not showing for me. Again, I apologize. But Christian, what you got, my friend? How you doing? Yeah, I should probably go back to work soon, but um, I needed to take a break and talk to you guys. Yeah, that's why I just walked out of the office to talk for a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I think it, it it's a weird feeling today, right? Like, I just mm-hmm. didn't think this was going to happen. Um but I, I agree with what Xavier said. I, you know, I think it's a necessary move, but I, I'm a little bit nervous because this is going to really dictate the next five years plus, right? Yeah. Um, and we got to get it right. I hope we can get Masai, and it seems like there's at least an actual possibility. I just don't think it'll happen. So, you know, I'm just... I, I'm shocked. I'm happy. I'm nervous. I'm everything, and all of it is beyond unexpected. But it's relieving to a degree, too, right? Because it shows that they are at least acknowledging of the same problems that that we had talked about. Um, for for and and that just feels so different because I'm just so used to being told that we're wrong. Um, and, and that's pretty, pretty wild to me. Uh, it's, this just is such an about face for everything that we're, we're used to. Um, there's, you know, apparently there, there's, there's enough people. Let's see here. Who else we got? So, so, uh, real GM is basically running with the crawl boss story, which I think is kind of a continuation of KFC. I can't confirm that yet, but you know, we'll, we'll see what, what's happening at some point soon. Um, we'll likely, uh, try to get that figured out, and then we'll probably come back on and talk about it. Um, I'll likely record a podcast with Josh Bo tonight. Maybe we'll do another locker room. I'm not sure. Um, I just wanted to hop on here real quick and talk about this, and I think we've kind of covered all of our bases until we know more. There's just so much uh, going on in Mavs land, and so anybody who thought they were going to be bored um, really isn't. So uh, do you guys have any parting shots before we get out of here? For everyone, I saw uh, quite a few people on the comments thread that are, you know, it's crazy. They're like fans trying to be company guys. That anyone that doubted Cato, not only is he great at what he does, but there clearly was something going on. And Kirk, you know, you've been saying this forever now. It just goes to show, like, you know, there needed to be change. And, uh, you know, appreciate you bringing us together and, you know, you've been saying it forever, so appreciate all your work. Sure thing. Joel, what about you? You summed it all up. Um, I, I think we need to we need to go out and get somebody. I, I do think that a player GM is probably the right, right way to go. And if we were to leave 
you know, move on from Carlisle. A player coach would probably be the right way to go. It, it, it It's a riskier game, and it's less assurance for winning. But I think a lot of players themselves maybe don't care about that as much anymore. A lot of players do come out and talk about player coaches, and maybe it's time that we uh, move towards that direction. Well, and, what you know, I was going to be very uh... – I was going to be a bit of a selfish asshole today and do a locker room where we talked about my article. Um, but we can table that for another day. Uh, if you haven't read it, I basically chronicled the last 10 years of Cuban saying things out loud, which border on awkward to uncomfortable to downright insane and how I think those things really have, have played into the Mavericks struggling in areas where we think they shouldn't because of, you know, Dirk Nowitzki and on-court product. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit, but, you know, Cuban making some executive decisions today is pretty outstanding and we'll see what, you know, the truth is about Mr. Volgaris. We'll see, you know, kind of, we'll probably find out in the coming days and weeks about exactly what happened with Donnie. Uh, you know, Tim threw the, the rock at the glass window and it now it seems to be, to be coming apart. So this is, this is pretty wild guys. This has been Kirk Henderson with Radio Free Mavericks of MavsMoneyBall.com. We'll be doing these again. We'll do one definitely on Friday because I have a scheduled show then, but maybe we'll do one tonight or tomorrow night. I'm not sure. Uh, again, I'm sorry that the requests weren't working, but I didn't want to restart the room. That felt annoying. Um, you guys are great. Uh, go to MavsMoneyBall.com and DallasBasketball.com and all the other websites that are out there putting out stuff, and we will talk to you guys in a few days. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.